Hello everyone. This is Firefly and welcome to the first official episode of the podcast The Strange Life of a Brown-Skinned Girl. Well, India is my identity. I was born and bred there, spending a huge chunk of my life around other Indians. Indian culture is quite a complicated thing actually. India is a really huge country, only 7th largest in the world, and its population is only second to China. We have more than 1.3 billion people in the world. Can you imagine that? And that means that our share in the world population is almost 18%. and don't we love migrating to the other countries so you will basically find indians in almost every corner in the world and yet i see that not many people outside of india are actually aware of what india is so i thought i will say shed some light on basic indian culture and also throw out some facts of being a south asian in general because it will form a crux of my podcast and it's important that you relate it relate to it in a way even without being a south asian or a brown girl per se okay so first of all india has 28 states and 8 union territories and each state has its own government and the union territories come under the central government we basically have a federal structure which means that some powers lie within the state government and some are with the central the states are usually divided on the basis of language or cultural differences as you may already know we have like tons of languages 780 to be exact out of which basically just 22 of them are considered official and two of them hindi and english are used in the parliament yes english funnily that's one and probably the only gift that we have accepted gladly from our colonizers at least in a country where traveling around 500 kilometers would mean that you no longer understand other people english in a way connects us all there is a lot of debate in the country going on as to whether we need to keep english official or change it uh, but that's a topic for another day oh did i forget to mention that india is or at least supposed to be a secular nation that means that everyone has a right to follow or preach their religion but unlike the western notion of secularism in india state is not completely separate from religion and of the many religions that we have some of them include hindus which take about 79% share in the population according to 2011 census and muslims come second with a share of 14.2% now that also makes us home to the largest number of muslims in a country without islam as the state religion Of course we also have Christians Buddhists Jains Sikhs Parsis and even a few Jews and a lot of atheists all in all the conclusion is that India is very diverse and not just by religion but because 
people of the same religion can also have like different cultures based on the state they are from or the language they speak. So now within the Hindus itself, there is a social structure called caste and a hierarchy within these castes. Brahmins are considered the most privileged caste of all and are usually respected because they've always been known to read a lot of Hindu scriptures like the Vedas and until now they're the only ones that can become priests and temples. Basically nobody else is allowed, it's just the Brahmins. Now Kshatriyas, they come close second and are historically known for being great kings and warriors. Vaishyas, the third of the lot, they're historically known for being good at trade and they usually always became uh, businessmen. And now the fourth ones called Shudras or Dalits were unfortunately facing the brunt of it all because they were considered untouchable and they always had to take up odd jobs like cleaning toilets or rag picking or stuff like that. And within these castes also is basically there are some subcastes and hierarchy and privilege associated with them as well. It is very complicated and it also sounds super ridiculous, right? I mean, we'll definitely discuss more of this in the later episodes. But at this point, I have to break this topic up because it's just going to take too much of our time for a single introductory episode. So the basically a lot of bad practices within our culture have already been assimilated by revolutionaries of India over a period of time and also by the constitution because it identified that some of these things are unfair. But some of it has also still remained until now. Like the caste system, it still exists. Now, Indians are basically pretty fond of their culture. They're basically like mighty proud of it. You question India's culture, they might kind of get even offended by it. But that's not to say that India's culture has only bad things. I mean, it has a lot of good because despite being colonized for over 200 years by the British, India's culture and traditions have stood the test of time and they've remained more or less intact even after independence. Now, Indians are generally like super social people, much more than what I see here in the West. Actually, when I came to the West, I was like super shocked because like, you know, people hardly interacted with each other and I just kind of like needed that interaction so much. You know, I, because in India, like we have like super big families and we hold like families really dear. And no, family is just not limited to your parents, siblings or your pets. Family is just like anyone related to you by, by blood or marriage, even by a very small percentage. That includes your first cousins, your second cousins, your grandfathers, sisters, husbands, brothers, daughter as well. I mean, if you even know how to call that. A lot of our families also live jointly under the same roof. And that means that you could live with your grandparents and your father's siblings' families staying in the same house as you. And it's not always bad 
because your childhood never felt lonely because there were always so many people around like in a huge big house and there's always a bunch of kids with you to play with as a kid and in india your parents also stay with you after they get old so it's usually the son's house that they stay in because in our culture when a daughter gets married she moves into a different household so basically her husband's family becomes hers and this in a way is also very similar to uh, the western culture uh, because in the west also a daughter when she gets married she most likely takes the name of her husband so it's also very similar in here in india but the fact that you take care of your parents and you just don't throw them in an old age home or like an elderly homes for the, to take to take care of themselves it's it's quite nice i mean you always respect the old people and you value them and you understand them you take care of them and that really helps in building strong bonds and empathizing with other people well now that i've explained all of it i mean it sure seems like super complicated right so what exactly do i mean when i say south asia it refers to a group of countries like india pakistan bangladesh sri lanka nepal bhutan afghanistan and maldives of these countries india pakistan and bangladesh have a shared history since all of these countries were united about 100 years ago as in they were just one country called india as the british decided to leave the united india after 200 years some important leaders felt the need to establish a separate country based on religion and some other indian leaders were not in support of this and they preached secularism and ultimately uh, there was a conflict and pakistan was formed with majority muslims in the country now pakistan comprised of west pakistan and east pakistan and they were separated by india in between so basically west pakistan was in the west of india and east pakistan was in the east and in 1971 a war ensued between india and pakistan which led to the split of west and east and the east pakistan renamed itself to bangladesh and formed a new sovereign state although these three countries india pakistan and bangladesh are like completely different now uh, they have similar ancestries and therefore a lot of its culture is also similar and of course it also means that pakistan bangladesh and india share some common languages as well these three countries are almost always clubbed together to be called the indian subcontinent now the word desi as you could see in my title is used to describe people belonging to these three countries in general it is a hindustani word literally meaning of the country on the contrary the word videshi is the opposite of desi and it refers to something foreign
well i guess it's time to now end my video uh there is so much more to know and understand about my culture as it is to understand every single culture that exists but as i share with you my life it will get more clear how the indian life exactly is i know that it already must have been a lot for you to take in if you had absolutely no idea about indian people or its culture so i think i made a best attempt to provide you with some consolidated facts about being an indian and about being desi as such and i hope that this has only piqued your interest into learning about the strange life of a desi girl almost forgot don't forget to follow subscribe and rate my podcast which is available across all podcast platforms also provide feedback if you have any that would really help me improve my podcast in future goodbye guys see you in a couple of weeks